Welcome into the PFF NFL Daily today discussing breakout stars and we're going to use a little bit of preseason performance to uh, to back it up Sam we'll talk about some breakout players uh, our guy Mike Renner actually wrote something up over at PFF.com we'll use that as a guide see where we agree and where we disagree so using that article from PFF.com Mike went position by position on potential breakout stars give me a couple a name or two that uh, stands out to you on this list Sam. Well, obviously, we have to talk about Jordan Mailata, the former rugby-playing left tackle for the Philadelphia Eagles. Good starting um, point. Yeah. He, this is, he was an incredible project player, a guy that is a freakish athlete, like just size. He fits into that the, the Bill Parcells world theory thing. You know, there's only so many human beings of that size and shape on the planet, and when you get a chance to grab one, you have to. Um, Mailata is six foot eight, 346 pounds, and barely played football before he was uh, grabbed by the Eagles. All of a sudden, he is the starting left tackle over a former first-round pick, Andre Dillard, and we know how reluctant teams are to, you know, unseat a former first-round pick. If a guy has that pedigree, he's going to be given the starting job, and yet the Eagles have gone away from him. They've given it to Mylata, who has improved, you know, every time he's seen the field for the Eagles. Remember when he first played in the preseason and actually looked, you know, yeah. half decent? It, it was it was very impressive, you know. And I am just a big fan. We talk about team building so much on this, uh, on these, on our various podcasts. But when you have a seventh round pick with that type of upside, clearly he's been working at it, and you can expect him to continue to get better for a guy that just has not played a ton of football. Last year, seventy point three PFF grade one of the highest percentages of positively graded run blocks, number 13 among all tackles. Now, he also had a high percentage of negatives, and he wasn't the cleanest in pass protection, but I think it's fair to have expectations that he'll continue to uh, to get better, you know, as a guy yeah, that's so young at, at football. 700 snaps, a reasonable overall grade, a reasonable grade in both pass blocking and run blocking, and as you say, just incredibly new to the game. So I'm, I'm excited about what he can do. So the other guy that Mike pointed out at quarterback, he picked Tua. Do we, you know? Do we? You were trashing Tua on the PFF main NFL podcast today when you said, uh, "Hey," or yesterday when you said, "Hey," uh, he wasn't voted a captain, but he I did wasn't trashing him. I was I merely know. providing information that surfaced. You did. You did. It wasn't pro- provocative at all. Uh, but Tua did look a lot more comfortable in the pocket. I thought the pocket movement. Uh, was a lot better, had a couple big-time throws. Yeah, Tua, I think, should be a little bit better this year. Yeah, I mean, he should be. He certainly should be better than we saw last year. The question is how much better, and can he find those big plays, find the aggressive streak that was certainly there at Alabama or the willingness to take those those shots that just wasn't in year one. The lowest big-time throw rate of any quarterback in the NFL um, doesn't need to become one of the most aggressive, just needs to show that he's got that weapon. And, you know, whether it's a Jalen Waddle coming to the offense, giving him the target needed to be confident putting that ball in the air, but he just needs to find that degree of aggression, just get from the lowest to, you know, middle of the pack somewhere. One other guy we've talked about on the podcast here that we can get into a little bit more detail about, Malik McDowell for the Cleveland Browns a guy that has not played in years. He was the 35th overall pick in 2017 by the Seahawks. Off-field ATV accident, various things going on, and all of a sudden he's got a nearly near uh, 89.6 overall grade on 44 snaps during the preseason, has the length 
and, and quickness to just to be a, a very good player. All, he looked like a DeForest Buckner clone back in college. It just never materialized. But the Browns, more specifically, Browns fans have been asking, who are our interior defensive linemen? It looks like a weakness on the team. All of a sudden, Malik McDowell emerges and you know, it could turn it into a strength. Yeah, I mean, he is just such a fascinating story if he does pan out, given the way that his career played out so far. And, you know, as you say, it's it's only preseason. It's a limited sample size. It's often against backups, but he looked really good. So uh, four pressures, a couple of sacks in there, four run stops. Um, he's going to be, I think he's going to be part of the rotation. The question is, like, how big a role can he carve himself on that defensive front? Yeah, of all the teams, again, it was it's a good fit with the Browns and uh, I'm just a big fan of these plays. You take a shot on a Malik McDowell, like I mentioned with uh, with Jordan Mailata. You take a shot on those players. The payoff is just astronomical uh, if it does come to fruition. So great job by the Browns. Great job by the Eagles. We'll get into some more of the breakout players. But don't forget to fire up your tailgates now that the NFL is back. Get in on the action before opening night kicks off with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. With the NFL returning, DraftKings is giving all customers the opportunity to participate in this no-brainer offer. DraftKings Sportsbook has moved the spread to Tampa Bay plus 73 for all customers. That means you can still cash in as long as the reigning champs don't lose by 74 points against Dallas. And if you haven't tried DraftKings yet, don't miss out. DraftKings is giving new customers $200 in free bets instantly when they bet $1 or more on any football game. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFFBET. New customers bet $1 on any football game to receive $200 in free bets instantly with promo code PFFBET. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Free bet promotion for new customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Max wager limits apply. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Uh, other guys on this list, Jordan Brooks, Seattle linebacker, who was a, a surprise first round pick. But, you know, in college, he was a fantastic run defender. I think last year he showed his athleticism and coverage at times for Seattle. There's a lot of pressure on Jordan Brooks. He's got to be that guy right next to Bobby Wagner. And uh, if he breaks out, it's going to be huge for that Seahawks defense. Yeah, and there were some flashes last year, but that's what it was. It was more flash than, um, you know, consistency. And that's the thing that he needs to replace because a guy like K.J. Wright has just been this consistent rock for that defense for years, now obviously signed with the Raiders. So Jordan Brooks needs to step up, needs to show that he can be a consistent impact player as opposed to just a guy uh, with the talent to do it. It's a, a big year for him, like a lot of pressure on Jordan Brooks. Runner's been all over Marcus Davenport as well. So, you know, a guy that has been around for a while, you could argue he's already broken out, but has he really broken out to become a star? A guy that the the Saints gave up so much to go get him in the first round. And I remember when he did come out, Renner did a lot of our defensive line evaluations. He said, man, you know, Davenport's just, he's a bull rush guy. He's just going to overpower people. And it, it it's worked okay at the NFL level, but now it looks like, He's even stronger, even more explosive. It does look like for a Saints defense that just loses Trey Hendrickson and, you know, a little bit of turnover on that defensive line. I don't know if they're going to miss a beat on this D line, especially if Davenport takes another step forward. Yeah, I mean, he had the physical talent to be productive and solid right away. Now is the time where he needs to show that he's added all of those other things to his arsenal as well. And he can be an elite playmaker to take advantage of the athletic gifts that he has and other people don't. 
Um, one name that Renner's got in here that I'm going to disagree with, though. He's got J.J. Taylor for the, the running back for the New England Patriots on there. And it's not because I don't think that J.J. Taylor's had a good preseason or that he's earned himself a roster spot and a, a potential role in the offense, but he was clearly overshadowed just in the preseason by Ramondre Stevenson, who I think is going to be the guy that you know carves himself some kind of significant role um, or uh, complementary gig to Damian Harris there. Obviously, James White is still going to be on the roster, is still going to be their primary pass-catching back. But if you're going to be taking Damian Harris off the field and giving carries to somebody, I would imagine it's Ramondre. Did you say J.J. Taylor is living in Ramondre Stevens's shadow? Is that what you said? I didn't, but if you want to go there, it's, it would be easy to do. J.J. is quite a small human. Ramondre is quite a large <laughs> human. That's quite a lot of shadow in terms of uh, living room he's got there. I get your point, though, but isn't J.J. the type of small guy that's going to catch a lot of those screens? They'll, they'll find a way. I mean, it, the Patriots have in the past made sure that three and four running backs get involved in the game and playing specific roles. I know James White is the initial pass catcher, but I could see J.J. Taylor also getting into the mix there. But I think your point is is stronger. It does feel like a Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, and James White backfield first, and then J.J. would maybe slide in there if there's an injury or something. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying he's not going to have a role at all or that he won't be featured in the occasional game, but it feels like a sort of there's a Brandon Bolden type of gig, you know, where every now and again you're going to see this guy given some touches or some carries and maybe it goes on a little run, but the primary uh, additional resource in that backfield feels like it's going to go to Stevenson. Two other quick names to highlight. Byron Murphy, the cornerback from the Arizona Cardinals. Kevin Dotson, the guard for the Steelers. And the bottom line is in all of these players that we're talking about, except maybe J.J. Taylor, they're all going to be depended on pretty heavily, either replacing stars at a position of weakness like a Byron Murphy with the Arizona Cardinals at corner uh, or filling in as a starter like a Kevin Dotson for the Steelers. So a lot of these potential breakout players will have a huge impact this year. Let us know. Who do you think are the breakout players for 2021? It's a PFF NFL Daily. 